When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tolles, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. Keep the music flowing. We'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. <laughs> so this is great. I get to talk about nerdy stuff. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith With. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you as always for making your way here, for checking out the uh, episode Hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with the entire series. You're going to get three new interviews sent to you every single week. That's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Great way to keep up with your favorite artists. And discover those new ones. You can grab us anywhere you get podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcast, NPR, WFPK.org, Consequence, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. You can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Don't forget to uh, also uh, give the series a rating, leave a review if you feel so inspired. That always helps out so much. We've had some fantastic guests on lately, including uh, original Hamilton cast member uh, Jasmine Cephas Jones was just here. Talked with two cellos member Hauser, uh, Ross Lynch. You know him from everything from the uh, chilling adventures of Sabrina to Austin and Ali. We talked about his uh, his band, The Driver Era. MGMT was here. John Malkovich. Paloma Faith, Kula Shaker, Natalie Morales, just an example of what you get when you subscribe to the Kyle Meredith With podcast. And that's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, actor Paul Sun-Hyung Lee. He's in the new Avatar, The Last Airbender, out now on Netflix. Uh, we'll also be talking about uh, Star Wars. Of course, he's in The Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, and of course, you might also know him from uh, Kim's Convenience. We're going to be talking about the uh, the generational ownership that fans felt uh, about The Last Airbender through the years, his own nerddom growing up, and how that's helped pull off the type of dialogue that fantasy sort of demands, and putting his own stamp on the character Eero without mimicking the original accent from the, uh, the animated series. Paul's going to go on to dissect his character's compassion and redemption arc, as well as how being part of the uh, Star Wars universe has lent to his understanding of how these types of movies are made, and whether or not he was contacted to be in the now-canceled Rangers of the New Republic all that and more, we're talking Avatar, The Last Airbender, out now on Netflix. It's Kyle Meredith with Paul Sun-Hyung Lee. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. 
it is such a pleasure to have you. Um, such an admirer of what you do and 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 this series that you are really the heart of. I think a lot of people oh, wow. are saying that. It's um uh, first off, I just want to say uh, the entire season, I didn't know what to expect, and I loved every bit of it. I love what you guys do. And I think I was a little bit intimidated because when you, you know, there are these shows that if they're, you know, they've got history. I don't want to compare it to Doctor Who because that's really overwhelming. Like, where do you drop in? But I found like, oh, how am I going to deal with it? How how am I, if do I not know anything, you know? And, uh, and you didn't need anything. It's just such a great series that you all have pulled off. And I still feel like I'm part of the club, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, that's a great thing to hear because that that's really what it's uh what we set out to do is to bring in new fans but also to um you know make make the OG fans happy that it's familiar enough that it is true to the original to to the uh source material uh but it's still new for them as well. So thank you so much for those words. Yeah. What do you think it is? What is it about this series that has compelled so many people you know, to feel ownership in it through these years. Well, you know, it, it's a lot of things. Um, I think, A, it's, it's great storytelling, the great compelling characters, relatable characters. Uh, but it's also a, kind of a generational thing, you know. There were a lot of people that I, I've, a lot of fans that I've spoken to who grew up watching this series. Uh, and so it was, <clears throat> excuse me, they watch it during the formative years of their lives where they're very impressionable and it kind of sticks with them because it, it sort of, you know, it touches them in a way and inspires them in a way uh, during a period in their lives where, where they're just growing as well. And so, like, for me, that was Star Wars, right? Like, that was the thing I grew up watching, and it's stayed a part of my life. Um, and I think Avatar is, is has the same effect. And every generation has their epic story of young adventurers going off. Um, you know, there's a Harry Potter universe is, is another example. And then you have Percy Jackson and that continues on and on and on. But I mean, Avatar, they've had such a loyal fan base and it continues to grow, which is really cool. Um, and I, I honestly think it's because it is fantastic storytelling. And again, it's these these characters that everybody can see a bit of themselves um, reflected in. And so it's it's and it's fun. Well, especially like you've. I th you know, especially in the past few years, you've found a home in, in fantasy, also mentioning Star Wars there. Do you find, as an actor, because, you know, in, in these type of shows, sometimes you have to deliver lines that might not be natural in real life, you know, as we're talking right. about Hero's Quest type of stuff. Like, do you find that this is a comfortable spot for you? Oh, I love it. It's my jam. I mean, <laughs> I grew up a nerd. Uh, this this is like, the, this dialogue means it's... It's like a second tongue, right? It's it's I slip into those worlds really, really easily because I love them. I grew up with them, I'm intimately familiar with them. So I get, you know, I kind of get the assignment in that sense. And yeah, the 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 dialogue can be heightened at times, can seem unnatural, but really these are we're we're talking about, you know, different we this isn't a contemporary sort of society that we're we're trying to uh to to show on the screens. What we're doing is we, we these are fantasy worlds and people are going to speak differently and what might come out very awkwardly for us uh should roll off of their tongues and never mind how it sounds i mean it's like shakespeare right nobody speaks like that anymore and so there is that evolution so and yes i just did compare some of the dialogue in these fantasy elements to shakespeare but you're not wrong about that either i mean uh, you sure that can sound silly but you're exactly right about that uh in, in that way 
And that's it. I mean, because everything, if it's done right, everything's believable. And it, you know, and everything is believable uh, with this. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E. P-R-O-Allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Paul Sun Hyung Lee. So it's an easy sec to ask, how did you want to bring this character to life? Because here again, he's someone that's existed in, in multiple forms already. Like, what was your idea? What did you want to give this? Well, you know, huge shoes to fill uh, initially, too. Iroh is a beloved character, and uh, people are fiercely protective of him because he means so much to them because he is a lovable uh, inspirational, nurturing, caring character who is an intrinsic part of Prince Zuko's storyline and his character development. Um, and, and so it, it was with a tremendous amount of respect, reverence, and love that I wanted to approach this character because I didn't want to mess it up. Um, and uh, it, there are times where it felt a little daunting. It's like, am I up to snuff? Am I going to be good enough to do this? Are people going to accept what I bring to the table? And, um, you know, that's that that entire journey was fraught with different decisions. And is this right? Are we doing the right thing? First and foremost, like I said, it is big shoes to fill. But I, what I didn't want to do was to do a bad copy 
of the the character. You know, uh, Mako Yamatsu, who voiced the original character in the animated series, is a fantastic performer. I remember watching him in Conan the Barbarian when I was a kid. Um, you know, that that distinctive, lovely voice of his um, that is, you know, has gravitas, but is comforting at the same time and is capable of such a range. I didn't want to go in and be a really bad impersonator. Uh, I'm not a mimic. That's not what I was hired to do. Uh, I was hired to portray this character and bring as much depth and, and, and um, you know, humor and love to him as I possibly could. I wanted to, to make him from a two-dimensional animated character to a three-dimensional living being. Mm-hmm. And that came with, with a set of challenges. One was I didn't sound like Mako. The voice was not going to be the same voice that everybody who loved because that's a very distinctive part of that character. But I knew I couldn't do the voice and it would be foolish to even consider doing so. And I think disrespectful. Not only the fact that that's Mako's actual voice in the cartoon series. Mm-hmm. I don't speak that way. Um, and the other, the other element was for me was uh, I was fan cast as Iroh in 2018, almost immediately once people started talking, when, when Netflix announced that they were doing a live action adaptation. And I think a lot of it had to do with, of course, I look like uh, the animated version I've got, I'm Asian, got no hair, got the beard rocking. And I was playing a character at the time, Mr. Kim from Kim's Convenience, who spoke with an accent. And, um, you know, the difference between those two, though, is, you know, A, Mako's accent is Japanese. Mr. Kim's is Korean. So it's a different accent altogether. Uh, B, the accent that I used in Kim's Convenience was from a lived experience. That's my dad's voice. I grew up with it. It's an intrinsic part of who I am. Uh, I pay honor to my dad by using it. And it was never, I never tried to um, do, use it. I always tried to use it for good, not for evil. You know what I mean? It was never to make fun of my dad or make fun of people with accents or this or that. And so that was a big thing. Uh, we had a discussion with with Albert Kim, who's a head showrunner, um, on uh, about using an accent and employing one. And I didn't want to because I didn't want to be a as well. I didn't want to be disrespectful to the memory of Mako, but also I didn't want to be that accent guy. Uh, I'm a crafted actor, and I think I proved it as well through Kim's Convenience because a lot of people thought I actually spoke with an accent, and they're often very shocked when they hear my real voice. And so, all those things in mind, I thought, okay, what can I focus on? Because I am not going to be a mimic. I'm not going to imitate Mako. I need to make this character my own because. I'm an actor. I'm, a, I'm an artist. I need to bring my own elements to it. So in studying Iroh and watching the series, because I was a fan of the series beforehand, um, the things that really stuck out for me about Iroh that I really wanted to get across was his compassion, his love for family, his love for Zuko, the tremendous amount of loss he felt in terms of losing his son, Luten, but also realizing that his life trajectory had been the first part of his life was was basically um, he was on the wrong path and it took the death of his son to realize that this was not his way and to make that shift and to change from the dreaded dragon of the West to Uncle Iroh, who loves Zuko. Uh, and that's the one thing that we really worked on hard, Dallas and I, was that relationship between the two. I think we brought it a level of depth, especially in first season that you don't see in the first book of the, the animated series. They delve into it a little bit later in the animated series, but it was such a gift and such a pleasure to have that opportunity to play those new scenes 
Uh, and spoiler alert, I'm talking about episode four, Luten's funeral. Dallas just rocked that scene as a, a lovely, lovely, young, naive, compassionate Suko who tries to do the proper thing and say these empty words, but then realizing that it's hollow and him going back and, and really sort of telling that lovely, lovely tale uh, about Luten and their connection. And so those are the elements of Iroh that, that I really want to bring first and foremost. And I think so far, so good. The fans have seen it. Uh, there is that. And, you know, I, I didn't want to lose the joviality of Iroh as well. There are moments in there. Uh, but the thing is, when you're condensing 22 half-hour episodes into eight one-hour episodes, there's not a lot of time to focus on uh, certain elements of the characters that people like. And so he might not be as humorous as he was in a cartoon, but what I think was we brought was a, a, a richness of depth and background and motivation for Iroh as to why he's with Zuko and what he's doing there. And so that's the, just for me, it was staying true to the spirit of Iroh um, and bringing my own sort of lived experiences to help inform that. Yeah, there's a moment where the uh, Earthbenders the earthbender says you have no humanity and there's just a look in your eye yeah. you know and it's just one of those moments where it's like that did so so much more than any line could have done you know I, and i gotta give props to albert nasrallah who played the earth uh earthbending soldier i mean my gosh I, i'm getting these big fat lobs up in it like they're just setting them up for me to smash down right and you're only as good as your scene partner and with dallas and with Albert and with everybody that I had a scene with in Gordon, the prison scenes, they make it so easy because they give so much and, you know, they deserve that recognition. Right. And I benefit from that directly, but I think the whole scene and the story benefits from that as well, because they're, they're so memorable because they're so grounded and so real. And that's what we wanted to bring as well. Like I wanted to bring a really grounded Iroh. And we'll be right back right after this. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Paul Sun-Hyung Lee. To have this conversation where, you know, in a lot of movies, there's the obvious good guy and there's the obvious bad guy. And we're pretty sure we know who the good guys and the bad guys are here. Right. But for you all, you know, to be these firebenders and 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 as a culture are wreaking havoc and destruction, but to be as part of your journey as the airbender, you know, like we don't usually get that. Usually the bad guys show up when they're the obstacle. Yeah. And so being on your journey, you know, yes, we're thinking, okay, there's going to, maybe this is a redemption story, but you don't know right but that's it's such an interesting way of telling the story that i so appreciate it because 
we don't get that, you know? Yeah, there's there's a lovely complexity to it as well, where things aren't as simple as it as it may seem. And I, I love that the writers have layered that in. You know, you look at Iroh, for example, and you go, okay, well, you know, he's just, he's a lovely, caring, compassionate man. But those scenes with the the uh, the earthbending soldier shows yeah, he was he was vicious and ruthless in battle. He laid siege to a city that was filled with women and children and basically tried to starve them out for 600 days. He killed, you know, hundreds. He was responsible for the death of hundreds, if not thousands of, of human beings. And so he's not clean either. And he's on his sort of redemption. And, and that's what it, it, it's never, life is never as simple as that. And I think when stories, I mean, and there's a place for it in stories, absolutely good versus bad. And you have those clear delineations, but it's always so much more interesting, I find, when you can, you know, weave in those subtleties, it's like, yeah, you know, I, I kind of get, I don't agree, but I kind of see where they're coming from. You know, it, it's very rare that it's as cut and dry as we would like it to be sometimes. And and with the elements, it sort of being a paper, rock, scissors game with everyone. And and in the end, you know, you just see these battles. And, and, and when I, you know, you watch these shows and you think about what's going on in the real world, and you're just like, and war is the dumbest thing that you could ever have. Mm-hmm. And, and it just plays so well with that conversation Mm -hmm. uh, which is another thing i appreciated in here now that you've done this and and star wars uh you know is 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 a part of your life as well (laughs) you know life before and after being a part of universes has it changed uh to quote you your nerddom uh no i don't think i mean it's changed the amount of stuff i've been able to buy much to my wife's chagrin, right? Like I've got a little bit more extra collector money out there, but no, I mean, I, I still love these genres. Uh, I think I understand a little bit more the process of creating and how difficult it is to create these worlds that we love so much that we often as fans take for granted. Uh, I mean, we are living in a golden age of uh, intellectual properties for all these fandoms. Uh, if you're a nerd, this is, this is your time with all these shows that are coming out. And I think there, there's also, we forget and we get spoiled sometimes because I do remember that desolate wasteland of no new content other than comic books and, and expanded universe novels in Star Wars. You know, after, you know, Return of the Jedi was done, that's it, wasteland, no new toys, no new movies, no TV shows, nothing until the prequels in 1999. And uh, it's the same thing with Avatar. Yes, there was animated series and books and whatnot. But there was a whole, you know, five years before the movie came out, and a lot of people weren't happy with that. And then another 14 years before anything live action gets. So, I mean, th- there are times where we as fans, we, we get excited for things, but then in our excitement and, and being overzealous and wanting to protect things, the things that we love the most, we don't care what we rip through. And the one thing that I've really, really learned, especially being on Star Wars and on Avatar, is there are human beings working on these projects that have the best of intentions, that love the source material as much as you do, and they're trying their hardest. And with there's so many other factors that you know the general public doesn't realize play into decision making. And I'm I've become far more respectful uh, and more cautious in terms of how I voice my opinion, because on the other side of that, the internet has made it so anonymous, and so you don't see the effect it has on people. And sometimes we we lose sight of that. And we make what we think is a very funny, witty comment, but it can be quite cutting and hurtful. 
So I'm very cognizant about that. So now that I know how the sausage is made, so to speak, I'm very, very careful about the criticism that I make, especially after having been taken, you know, participating in creating something. And I think anybody who wants to proclaim themselves as an expert in storytelling or this or that, make this, make the content, put it out there and see what it's like. Um, because it is, it's a great journey. And, but you, you will find that everybody's got an opinion and not everybody will agree with you. Uh, and so it's always good to just be kind, be kind. That's an excellent, excellent uh, mantra there. I know I've only <laughs> got a couple of minutes. Um, I did want to ask, uh, especially about the Star Wars stuff. Um, yeah. Were you supposed to be involved in the canceled spinoff, the uh, the Rangers of the New Republic? That's what people keep saying. <laughs> I was never given, nobody spoke to me about that. Nobody uh, from Lucasfilm, there's never an official office, offer for that. I was really hoping I would. But there was never, uh, you know, I kind of let the fans do the heavy lifting on that. And uh, if they want to believe that, absolutely. But I cannot confirm that. I can't. Do you get informed of, like, the bigger plans of your character? Or... Nope. Like, you you get the scripts. Yeah, I get the scripts. And it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a wild roller coaster ride uh, with it. It's like, oh, what's going to happen next, right? And uh, I'm at the point right now, I mean, at the beginning, I was just really happy to be involved. And I also, I don't care. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Now they've, it's lovely that John and Dave have woven me in a little bit more to the fabric of, of that universe and are giving me more to do. And it's, it's lovely as an actor and a professional to know that they trust in you and you bring something to the table that they want. And it's even better to connect with the fandom to, for them to like the character as well. Uh, but I don't think I've gotten to that level yet where they, they want to ask me, Hey, so what do you think about this? Yet. Yet. <laughs> yes. uh, we all love what you do. And we love these characters that you embody and you bring to life. And that's uh, certainly true for, for Avatar and The Last Airbender. Uh, Paul, seriously, this has been such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, thank you for having me. My thanks to Paul. Avatar The Last Airbender is now playing on Netflix. Of course, thanks to you as well for checking out the episode. Uh, please, again, do hit that subscribe button before you get out of here so you can get all the interviews that we put out every single week. New and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Great way to keep you up to date on those favorite artists and discover the new ones. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or again, anywhere you get your podcast from. You can subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, after you subscribe, head over to WFPK.org. That's right, do a show starting 6 p.m. Eastern every weekday, Monday through Friday. You get four hours of classics from the 80s and 90s. There's uh, bonus interviews, new music, uh, lots of music news as well. One of my recent uh, shows featured the tracks, classics from, from Prince, uh, The Chemical Brothers, Nine Inch Nails, Tori Amos, Sufjan Stevens, Natalie Merchant, Francois Hardy, The Band, The Vaccines, Noah Kahn, The Libertines, Billie Holiday, Paul Westerberg, Chris Cornell, Erasure, Modern English, Jack Johnson, Sheryl Crow, Green Day, Teenage Fan Club, and my interview with uh, Buffalo Tom, who have a new record out as well. Just an example of what you get every weeknight, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern at wfpk.org. Consequence, as your music and film news, you can also find me on any of the social media sites. The address is always the same. It's at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time.
Consequence Podcast Network. Bye, Kyle. Thanks so much. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money. 